dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Happy Wednesday. Yeah. And I hope you're all doing well. I'm doing sort of well. I just, you know, this whole... What you gonna do when you're stuck at home type of thing. Good thing it's a lousy weather out there. Doesn't really encourage me to go go out, so I won't. (laughs) Today, 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 I want to talk about surprise in role-playing games. And we'll have a little discussion about that after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Surprise, surprise of role playing. You be that's one of those little things that kind of like I'm not saying it trips me up, but I never think to do it because there are times when either the PCs are going to be surprised on my end or they want to get surprise on the other side and you roll for surprise and one side or the other. So I I just, I never think to do it. I don't know why, but I just never think to do it. So I was looking up some surprise rules. I just saw a YouTube video about how surprise, how initiative and surprise works in Savage World. So I thought I'd look it up. And basically in a, in a class level game like D and D, it's pretty standard. A one or a two, you're surprised. Now, that may have variations. There may be pluses and minuses on that. There may be monsters who don't get surprised. There may be monsters who can be surprised every time. That's highly unlikely. But at the same time, you know, you have the player characters. you got to deal with that, too. And it comes down to a 1 or a 2 on a D6. It's... It's like everybody has a one or a, a one or two chance to be surprised, unless you're a special. Like rangers are only surprised on a one. Elves, in some cases, are only surprised on a one. Things like that. Elven ranger, oy. But you know, you know, hear what I'm saying. Now, Savage Worlds does it because they do initiative with the cards. So what they do is they have a they have a, a notice skill that everybody has at a d4 so what they do is when you come up to a if the player characters come up in a situation or if the adversaries are trying to do it they will have the other side or you will have the other side do a notice roll which is also modified by pluses and minuses and it's a four the, the target number is four so if you roll they roll over four they are not surprised if they fail it, they are surprised that what happens was when it comes time to start initiative with the cards, they don't get dealt a hand. They don't get dealt cards. The other side goes. And then the next round, they get the cards. So that's how 
Savage Worlds does it. But to me, surprise comes up so infrequently that I just don't, I just don't think about it and I forget about it. And it's a shame because I think surprise should be used more often because there's a lot of times when the player characters can get the drop on somebody, on an NPC or a monster. And what's really interesting, and, you know, they, they also have, like, both sides are surprised. So you spend one round not doing anything. Okay, fine. Round's over. Let's go. And I don't see how that affects the outcome of the battle. So there's that. <laughs> And it's just, it's one of those things, it's one of those little things, little combat things that you for, that I forget about. There's a lot of little combat things I forget about. Another one is morale. Morale. Certain games have morale checks. Which basically, I think, boils down to a D6 in a, in a D20 game like D&D or Pathfinder. Ooh, I said a dirty word. But, yeah, it's... It's just a case of a, it comes down to a D6, every side, in like basic D&D, every side has, like, a, all the monsters have morale, and I think in first edition AD&D and second also, they have morale that you can check, especially with the group monsters, like the goblinoids or the orcs or things like that, things that are in packs, you gotta, it's almost, it's almost a carryover from, from more gaming where you had units and you had morale checks and things like that for them to run, if they were going to run away or not. So there's that. And that's okay. In fact, it's fun to play. I like using morale. I remember morale more than I do, more than I do uh, doing doing surprise because morale has a, a, almost an immediate effect on the battle sometimes. Because I keep rolling morale on my side, especially if the battle's going really long and there's a lot of them. Now, this is, I'm going to take Savage Worlds out of that because you have the extras and all that other stuff. You, but there's times when you, even then, there's times when you the battle goes on and on and on and on and on. So, you know, I have to sit back. I have to step back from the screen and assess the situation. Okay, let's see. Three quarters of the goblins are gone, but there's still about ten left. And the guys are going really well. Let's make a morale check for the remaining goblins. Okay. Now, at that point, I go, how the heck do I do that? And my conclusion usually is, well, I make something up. All right, fine. I'll look at the, I'll look at the goblin stats. If they have a morale, I'll use that. If not, I'll make something up. And I try to make... So every time. See, the thing is, when you're a game master and you have to make rulings and you have to adapt and just kind of streamline stuff or, you know, make a call, you got to do it fairly. So if I'm going to come... It's like my chase rules. The same thing with my chase rules. I pretty much got it in my head how I want to do it. And I think it's fair the way I do it. But And as far as morale goes, I'm just going to go... You know, I've had I've had battles where I keep rolling morale and the damn adversaries are still, they're going to fight to the last man. So, you know, that's the way that goes. But, you know, once the battle gets on too long, I'm going to start making morale checks. And I'm going to keep it, you know, I'm basically going to keep it fair. I'm, you know, if I'm, I want to, I want them to be fair to the players too. 
And so I will be rolling like a D6. And if there's a morale modifier or something like that, a morale thing on the, the stat block, then I'll use that. And I'll, I'll just, I think there's also, there's also D10 morale out there somewhere. So I'll use whatever it is. Whatever it says the die is, I'll use it. That's just, it's a no-brainer. So, and if there's nothing there, well, okay, let's see. I've been known to use the Gygax 50-50 rule. Take a D6, 1, 2, 3, they have morale, 4, 5, 6, they don't. And that's an easy way to go. You know, and to me, if all else fails, use the, use the Gygax 50% rule. So, you know, hey, is is there a magic sword in that pit? Um, yeah. You know, you roll it. Boom. Or my group is fond of odd or even. Because that way, the player, dis- the player has to tell me if there's something in there. They have the ones who, they're the ones who takes the chance on Schrodinger's cat. So, is there a magic sword in that pit? I roll, roll a d6. Odd or even? Odd. Well, son of a gun, there is. Yeah, it's glowing. You can barely see it. If you want to go down and get it, go down and get it. So, that's the kind of, the guy gags 50% rule comes in handy. But odd or even works really good for my group. Even or odd, whatever. I just, I, I like using it. Uh, my friend Carlos came up with it. And we started doing it in his 5th edition campaign. We're doing it in all the other games now. And so now it's a regular thing in our group. Even or odd. Okay, yeah, it happens. No, it doesn't happen. Or something like that. If something, you know, can go either way, all things being equal, we do the odd or even. It's almost like, it's the same thing as the 50% rule. Because you got three chances of odd, three chances of even. You know, 50-50. Anyway, but morale and surprise are the two things that, like I said, surprise I got to get better at. Morale I use occasionally. What about you guys? What do you use for like morale or surprise or something like that? And how do you, you know, how do you make those decisions? Why don't you tell me about it at oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can leave me a voicemail on Anchor too. And I got to go start my day. And so I want to tell you that we are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can support this program. And I would thank you. I want to thank my supporters, Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Suarez. Now I'm having trouble. Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Big John Allen Large, and Jason. Now, Jason recently sent me a, a, a note saying, because usually I, at least once a week, I say everybody's name, you know, full name. But he said, I'm just Jason, just say Jason. I'm just saying, I appreciate all you guys, even if I don't say your full name all the time. And if you just want to be Jason, that's fine. You be Jason. So, Jason, and don't forget about some really cool podcasts out there. There is Dan Gregg's Jung Grognard podcast, Y-U-N-G Grognard. And there's also two on Anchor, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albear and Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.